There is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hey, it's Jill Herman. Welcome back to Be You. So as we approach November and December, well, we're actually mid-November right now. There are so many people who listen to this podcast who do not celebrate Hanukkah, Christmas, Thanksgiving. They have completely different holidays. They have completely different ways of celebrating. And if you're one of those people, you can take what I talk about today and apply it to anything. Okay. Now, because what's familiar to me are the holidays of Thanksgiving and Christmas, being an American, I'm going to use those as examples. Okay. So if you don't celebrate those, you know someone who does, but also you can apply it to your own life. All right. So here we are, mid November. And we've got Thanksgiving in the United States coming up. And we also have Hanukkah and Christmas. And I was just thinking about as we're going into the holidays, What I've done that has really helped me, and it doesn't mean I assume from a holier-than-thou place that I know better for you, only you know what's best for you. I also know that I like being an invitation, a trigger, and sometimes I record scratch for other people. Um, And those listening to this show many times have told me, you know what, I never thought about it like that. So I'm going to be a record scratch, a trigger slash invitation loving interruption right now for you to just consider what if you did things differently? What would it mean for your family and for your own sense of peace and health, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, physically, to do things around the holidays differently? What would it look like to start a completely different tradition? Because I'll tell you, it's never too late to start a new tradition. What would it look like to stop a tradition? To be the one that says, you know what, that doesn't work for us anymore. We're not going to do that. And what's the payoff for all of those? So as we look at these holidays, so much of what we do, you know, there's real beauty, by the way, in ritual and tradition. And side note, those of us who experienced a lot of trauma when we were children, we do really well with rituals and traditions. Do you know that? We crave them more. They are more important to us. So rituals and traditions are so beautiful for so many reasons. They give your kids something to hold on to. They give you and your family something to rely on. No matter what's happening in the world, you know you're going to count on grandma's mashed potatoes or corn casserole on Thanksgiving dinner. Even if it's a shit show, 
and someone drops an F-bomb or someone else doesn't like the way someone showed up that day as far as their attire or someone decided not to wear the Christmas pajamas, no matter what, you know you've got the corn casserole. So the rituals and traditions are such a good thing. I love them. I crave rituals and traditions. So do my birth children. By the way, my three kids I gave birth to and raised longer than my two bonus children. I almost said love children. Well, they weren't love children. They're stepchildren, but I don't like the word step. So my two bonus kids, my three that I gave birth to, uh, I wouldn't say value more, but they hang on to rituals and traditions a lot more than the other two. My three kids also have trauma in their background that the other two don't. Interesting fact there. In fact, if a tradition isn't the same, my daughter who's turning 21 just walked out and yes, I have my Christmas tree up already. She walked out yesterday and said, where are all of our ornaments? You don't have our normal ornaments on the tree? And I, I, I felt bad. I could tell it really bothered her. And, you know, I did what I'm suggesting or inviting you to consider doing to, on today's episode. I did that. And I chose something different, knowing that there might be an outcome that is not great, but also knowing that for me, the benefit outweighed the risk. It's like the opportunity cost. I, I weighed that out and decided to change things up. But there are certain things I will not change because I know that that my kids in particular have to have some certain rituals that they get to hold on to that never change. So it's interesting because when I look at my childhood, for example, so look back at your childhood, what were the traditions and the rituals that were just done? And you look back and like, why did we even do that? Now, did those prove to be things that still you have fond memories about? Probably. Like, I have no clue why my grandmother would hang toothbrushes on our Christmas tree and we'd get a new toothbrush on Christmas day. But it's so cute. I loved it. Makes no sense. Why would we get an orange and apple and a banana in our stocking? Well, I know it's because my mom didn't have the money to put anything in our stocking, but I always knew I could count on that. And I got so excited. And it was an orange and an apple and banana that was probably already up in my, my kitchen the night before. But look back and ask yourself, what are some rituals and traditions that I experienced growing up that I am glad happened, even if they made no sense? They might've been just little subtle things like the toothbrush on the Christmas tree. Maybe it's the time that you celebrate. Maybe it's the food that you ate. Maybe it's who prepares it. So my invitation is to look at that so that you can first be super grateful for it. So even if you had a life like me where holidays were pretty miserable or they were the only time I got a little bit of joy, I still can hang on to those and say, I am so grateful I got to experience that. I'm so grateful that that happened. So do that. And then as you're, and maybe you're even thinking about it right now, I'll just give you a second here. Think back, think of one thing from your childhood that was a tradition, a ritual surrounding Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, or Christmas that really didn't seem like a big deal then, but you look back and you you have a fond memory of that. The next step is, the question to ask yourself is, did I keep that tradition going? Why or why not? If I did keep it going, what's the payoff for my family? Like think about something that you could maybe even share with your own kids around that. Did you notice that I do X, Y, or Z? Do you know that my grandmother did that? I don't know if I ever told you that. And that will give some history to it so they might want to continue it with their kids. And then as you're looking at 
this little ritual or tradition that you did hang on to, think about one that you didn't. Did you make the decision that it wasn't going to work for you because you have feelings, emotions, memories around it that don't feel good? Good for you. You can either rewrite it and do it a little bit different and put your own twist on it so you get to hang on to the tradition and not the shit, not the pain, not the ugly parts, or maybe you just decided to throw it out baby with the bath bother with no apology. Good for you. But just something to think about because I think we go along in this life and we get so caught up in social media and our careers and our kids and our schedules and what we should be doing and stress. And sometimes we don't even pause to think about little things like this. And the little things like this are the magic of being human. These little pieces that go unnoticed so many times. That if you and I are ever in a position where we, you know, our health is hurting, it won't be the giant big moments necessarily that we're hanging on to. It will be those little, little, little things that we experienced in our childhood or with our own family or in our adult life with or without kids that we say, those are the little moments I'm going to remember. And those are the little moments that I cherish and I'm so grateful for. And I want more of those little moments. So in looking back, again, you looked at something that you continued. Did you tweak it at all? Why or why not? Something that you did not continue. Why or why not? The answer might be, I don't even know. I just, I guess I don't do that. Is there anything that you adopted from your partner and their family that you just hate? And the question now is, am I willing to keep doing it? And I think the measurement for whether or not to keep doing it is, What's the outcome? What's the payoff for that person? And what's the payoff for me? Am I doing it out of obligation? Am I doing it because it's respectful and I'm fine with that? Like, it's okay. Not everything's about me. They like to do it this way. I like to do it that way. I'm not going to take their traditions from them. And are there also things that you are swallowing and you are walking through and you are smiling to that you're not happy about? You don't want to drag your kids to three different houses on Christmas day and you're sick of it, but you're trying to be a good girl and you're trying to be a nice wife and a nice daughter-in-law and you're going along with it. Or you don't want to be the new guy in her life who changes things up. So you just say, okay. But if it's something that's stealing your peace, if it's something that is going against what you truly believe in and what you feel is best for your life or maybe even for your kids' lives if you're like in a blended situation, which was my situation. Are you willing to say no more? Are you willing to be the record scratch knowing that there not, may not be a great outcome? The payoff though that is a great outcome is that you'll have your peace. You're not gonna sell out for approval. So I'm sure there are things that you say yes to that you continue in the holidays that you may not love, Maybe you actually smile and pretend to like the cranberry out of the can (laughs) that your spouse's Aunt Susan brings every year. And maybe it gives her so much joy that you're the only one that eats it that you're willing to do it because that's like a gift to her and it just feels good to give it to her. But maybe it's you wanting to make the turkey yourself and your mother-in-law insisting to make it because that's what she's done every year. And maybe it's time for you to say, you know what? I love that you've done this every year and I am going to make the turkey this year. 
like a changing of the guard, so to speak. We have listeners in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. I can see with the stats, who's listening? How old are you? What is your demographic? Where do you live? About how much money do you make? And we have a big chunk of people in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. Mostly mid-30s to early 50s. And I would guess that there are some of you listening right now that are like, oh my God, that's me. Or, oh my God, I think that might be me. I just show up and I just do it, but I've never really thought about what I want. I've never asked myself what I want. And I've been going on this whole journey of unlearning and figuring out who I am. And damn it, I'm someone who makes turkey. Good for you. Maybe that's what happens. Maybe you say, you know what? Or you're both going to make a turkey. Maybe you're going to host Thanksgiving at your house this year. Maybe it's not going to be at Aunt Mary's or great Aunt Susie's. Maybe this year it's in your home. And maybe, just maybe, you ruffle so many feathers by saying, it's just going to be me and my spouse slash partner and our kids. And that's it. <gasps> wow, could you do that? That I can tell you how you could do that by being you by choosing your life and not letting your life control you, but you choosing every play in that playbook, you choosing every single move consciously, weighing the the outcome, the possible outcome, and knowing that there'll be an unforeseen outcome and asking yourself what's most important to you. But I challenge you in at least one decision in the holidays to ask yourself, what do you want? Because I will, we have men listening, but I will speak, you know, to the women here. Most of us, we make it about everybody else. Everything about the holidays is about everyone else. Now, some of us, like I get joy out of cooking and making things for the holidays. I love making the the, the whole presentation, you know, having the table set and doing, my husband knows that when we have people over, I love even just like arranging the food in the dishes on the countertop in the kitchen. It's so much fun for me. It brings me so much joy. There's no martyrdom going on there. I want to do that. I also know that when it comes to holidays, I have caused myself stress and angst and future resentment because I wasn't willing to not be the one doing it. I was choosing martyrdom. So I was choosing to do things I didn't really want to do or I knew I didn't have the capacity to do. One, because I felt obligated to because I wanted the attention and the credit. Three, I felt like I needed to do that to be a good wife and a good mom. And, you know, what if I didn't do those things? Four, I have childhood trauma around all this where we didn't even have Thanksgiving dinner many times. We went to the neighbor's house. I'll never forget how awful that was. Our oven wasn't working. We couldn't afford a turkey. At the last minute, my mom takes us down the street to the Davises. And we go inside and the lady's a smoker, just reeked of smoke. We sat down at this like card tables put together in a kitchen. And there was a woman in front of me who was her oldest daughter, who was like hacking like snot balls, like at the table. And as a little girl, I was gagging. I couldn't get myself to eat the food. And I was like, why are we here? Like, why are we here? That's not what's supposed to happen. I'm supposed to have a parent in charge. I'm supposed to have a mother who makes Thanksgiving dinner. We're supposed to sit in our home. I don't need anything fancy. I don't need eight courses. I don't need China. I just don't fucking want this. I'll tell you that much. 
It was awful. My dad wasn't there for who knows what reason. I think he was uninvited by my mom. It was awful. I have so many memories around holidays that are very, very painful. So that bunny trail was to say, that's why it means so much to me to have it beautiful and warm and cozy and probably why I battle my perfectionist when it comes to those things. I've definitely lightened up a lot. So in looking at yourself and your response to and your approach to and your experience with and around and through these holidays, are there some things you can let go of? Are there some things that you really wish you would and quote unquote could let go of? And why aren't you doing that? There's always a payoff. The payoff is probably outsourcing, meaning like I'm getting my worth from that instead of knowing that I'm worthy. Oh, I know I'm worthy. Yeah, but deep down, deep, deep down, right? We're talk, we always talk about in the deep, dark crevices, the stinky sandwich that's stuffed in the, you know, crevices and the cracks of the foundation in the dark basement. That's where the unworthiness is. You can't see it. You don't, you don't know that it's there. So where, I'm not going to say, are you? The question is, where are you? Where are you outsourcing your worth? And where are you trying to get love when it comes to the holidays? Maybe it's in spending too much money, buying too many gifts. I mean, I'm going to be totally transparent here and tell you that, you know, for so many years, I just didn't have much money. As a child, we were broke. But, but when I was previously married and had three children, there just wasn't much. And I was so good about budgeting and having, you know, clipping coupons and planning way ahead of the holidays of what I could afford and what I couldn't. And my kids always had a really nice Christmas because I told you what my childhood was like, you know, but I never overdid it. I never went crazy. I never, ever went into credit card debt. My rule was I would not spend anything in December that wasn't paid for by January 1st. And I'm not bragging because some of you don't do that, but I was I was never an over giver or spender when it came to gifts to my children because I also knew what it felt like my whole life to have financial stress and I didn't want my kids to have that. However, because of the pain my children have endured, because of the struggles of their father, and I don't mean to call him out to be mean or cruel or disrespectful. People who battle addiction, I can't even imagine how hard that is. I, I cannot imagine. You know, they say that the gateway drug is is marijuana. No, the gateway drug is trauma. And I was married to someone who was addicted to substances because of unhealed trauma. And the pain that that brought on to my children for so many years, their entire lives, and, and actually what escalated right before my divorce and after our divorce and has not gotten better 10 years later, because of that, I will admit, and do you do this? Have you done this before? I do feel like I don't go out of my budget, but I think I overgive with them when it comes to Christmas, for example. Now, it's not crazy. You might hear the number and go, yeah, that's not that much. But for me, it feels like that. And the part that doesn't feel good is that I've kind of like locked them in because they're older now that they know how much I spend per person. So the other day, my bonus daughter randomly sent a text, which actually was very prepared of her and very thoughtful, nothing wrong with it. But she sent me a couple of ideas for Christmas because she's assuming how much I'm going to spend. Not her fault, by the way. I actually appreciate the text. 
But I did find myself feeling like, why did I do this? I got myself into this position because I'm trying to what? I'm trying to outsource my worth as a mother. I'm trying to also make up for the pain that my children have experienced that cannot be even touched by material things. I admit that. I'm looking into that as I'm going into the holidays right now. So as you're looking at the holidays and looking at how you show up, again, going back to the beginning here, what are some traditions or rituals that you brought into your current life and what is the payoff? Are you even aware of it? Are there any that you brought in that you wish you hadn't and you just want to drop? How are you going to have that conversation? How are you going to decide to not do that? How are you going to decide that we're not going to that house anymore? Are there some rituals or traditions that you are going to continue because you know, you don't really love them. You don't really like them, not happy about it, but it's not worth getting rid of. It's not because you're people pleasing. It's just, again, it's eating the cranberry mold that slides out of that aluminum can, right? Because you want to make your aunt happy. I mean, no harm, no foul. That's actually pretty sweet, right? So are there some things like that? And then again, what are some things that you are just saying, I want to say no to this, but I'm afraid. I'm worried about what my family will think. I'm worried about what my extended or my in-law family will think. I'm wondering what they will say. I'm wondering how they will react. I'm wondering what my partner will say or how he or she will react. I'm wondering and worried about how people in general react. Here's an example. Years and years ago, I stopped doing Christmas cards. The truth is because it wasn't in my budget anymore. I had so many people I wanted to send them to and someone could say, well, just have a smaller circle. I wanted to send them to all of those people. I didn't want to to only send them to some. It wasn't because I was worried that they'd be upset with me. It just, it didn't feel right to me. So I just stopped sending them. And then I went through some trying times and went through a divorce and then had a, a year and a half to two years really of being a completely single mom and dealing with a lot of stuff, blah, 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 blah. My point is stop doing Christmas cards. Then I had years feeling guilty over not having Chris, doing Christmas cards. Every time I got a Christmas card, I'm like, fuck. I'm a bad mom. I hate that I don't do this. Mine would have been so cute. Mine would have been so cute. Why didn't I do this? Oh, I should have done it like that. Wonder wonder when they started doing that. When did they plan that? Oh, I'm such a procrastinator. I wish I had done that. I mean, it's just like a torture chamber when I get those freaking Christmas cards in the mail. Is there something like that that you give up and you regret? But what if there's something that you secretly want to give up and you're not going to regret it. And maybe it is Christmas cards for you. Maybe you're not where I was. Maybe you're sick of doing them. Maybe you're sick of, smile, smile. Let's look perfect in front of the front door. Let's make look perfect in front of the whatever. Let's. Maybe you're sick of going online and ordering them and blah, blah, blah. Maybe you're sick of spending the money and you want to donate it to your favorite charity. Maybe your kids are going to go, thank God. I'm so sick of doing the Christmas pictures. Maybe your spouse is going to say, I'm actually so glad you gave that up. It's such a waste of money. Nobody cares. Maybe you're like, I will never give up doing Christmas cards because people are giving them up and not sending them out. And I love that we are still keeping a tradition that most people are walking away from. Whatever it is, is there something that is sucking the life out of you or just not bringing you joy anymore? Maybe it doesn't feel negative, but it doesn't feel good anymore. And you're willing to say no more. There are some things that I thought my kids would have been so upset if I stopped doing and they're like, we literally don't care. Like we don't care. Here's an example. I always make Christmas cutout cookies. My kids 
love that. Again, when you don't have a lot of happiness in the home, certain rituals and traditions become very important to you. And one of the most joyous times of the year was making Christmas, the sugar cookies, you know, that you roll out and we would frost them and decorate them every single year. We looked forward to it. My daughter, who's 24, still talks about my frosting, mom's frosting. It was out of a cookbook somewhere. It was page 525. I'll never forget. And it's a basic <laughs> recipe for frosting, but it's it's such a good memory for her. And I know that Julia loved, loved decorating them so much. And George just kind of went along with the, for the ride. And then my new bonus children, I, you know, lassoed them and they're like, yeah, this is fun. This is cool. So I was doing that. And I got to the point where I'm like, you know, I'm just tired. Like, I don't want to do this anymore, but I don't want to disappoint them. I love the tradition. So I said, you know what? What if we don't make the dough, roll it all out together and cut them together? What if I have those done like a week in advance and we just sit down and frost? And they're like, mom, we don't care. Did you think we cared? And I said, yes, I thought you loved that. And they all three said, no, we actually don't care about that part. I'm like, are you kidding me? I did this all these years. They're like, no, we don't care about that. We just like frosting like five and then we're done. You're the one, mom. You're the one, they said to me, that wanted us to do like 20. And then it went from fun to not fun. I was like, oh shit, really? Yeah. So is there something like that for you? Maybe it's the Christmas pajamas. Maybe it's the Christmas cards. Maybe it's the Christmas picture. Maybe it's we have to go to church on Christmas Eve. We have to go to midnight mass. Now, maybe it's super important to you and you're like, Jill, I would never give that, give that up. But I feel like there's somebody going, wait, I don't have to do that? We don't have to go to church on, on Christmas Eve? What? We don't have to go to, to midnight mass the night before? No, you don't. Pretty sure you're not gonna burn in hell. I mean, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> No, but but what is it for you? I mean, use your imagination, but just tip of my tongue. Maybe it's what you're purchasing. Maybe it's the perfect wrapping paper. Maybe it's not. How about this? What if Christmas morning, the one thing you want to do that you've never done is do the perfect wrapping paper? What if you just do the easy crap and you just slap it together and you throw some tape on it or you have your husband do all the wrapping and one year you want it to look pretty? Well, then you know what? Do it. Do that for yourself. Give yourself some joy for these holidays because most of you are women and most of you, and again, if you don't celebrate these holidays, it applies to other areas of your life for sure. Most of us are making it about everybody else and we become exhausted martyrs. We have joy in it for sure. We like doing some of it, but it's like we are the elves. We are the reindeers. We are Santa. We're everything for Christmas. And what if we did it a little bit differently? What if on Thanksgiving, you said, you know what? I'm coming to Aunt Susie's and all I'm bringing is some macaroni and cheese that I'm buying at a store. What if you did that? If it truly brings you joy to make the food, you'll know in hearing me say that. You'll say, no, no, no. If it's not the joy pulling you, but the guilt and needing the love and attention and the approval of others, you'll have a different feeling in your body hearing me say that. What is it that you're feeling in your body right now hearing me? As you listen to those words, what do you really feel? Just pause for a minute. Even if you're driving, you can put your hand on your heart. Just breathe a minute. Think of something like the macaroni for Thanksgiving. What does it feel like? How does it feel in your body when I say, you don't have to do it? 
You don't have to do it. You can change it all. Life is short. You get one life. How do you really want to see these holidays? Like deep down, don't worry about what anyone else thinks. It doesn't mean you're going to get your way because you have other people to consider. But what if you had it your way? You know the answer. You don't even have to think about it because deep in your knowing, the answer is right there and it's probably coming up right now and you might be crying right now. You might be having a holy shit moment right now. I've never even entertained this thought before because I've been walking around like scrambled eggs for brains, zombie-like, going through the motions, completely programmed, and holy crap, I didn't even know I had the option. What? You mean I don't even have to wrap the presents if I don't want to? We don't even have to do presents if I don't want to? Wait a minute. We don't have to take the kids to so-and-so's house and make sure we take them to you know, Grandma Linda's and Aunt So-and-So's because that's what my husband's family does. No, you don't, Judy, you don't. You don't have to do any of it. And let me speak for a minute to those of you who are married. If you are married and you look at the traditions of the other side of the family, so your spouse's family, I truly believe, and I don't know if you believe this, it's important to honor those traditions give space for those traditions, respect those traditions, hats off to those traditions. It doesn't mean you need to choke on those traditions. You are married now. You and your spouse get to make your own traditions. You and your spouse together can sit down and have a conversation and decide we're keeping this, we're not keeping that. We're keeping that, we're not keeping this. This is what I will not negotiate on. This is what I will negotiate on. And you come together and you create a peace treaty. Most couples don't do that. It just happens to be that we always do this because because we've always done it. I want to be the peacekeeper. I don't want to be the record scratch, Jill. It's not my personality. I don't like confrontation. If you don't like confrontation, you don't want to be the record scratch and you really do want to be loved and liked and you're working on those reasons underneath it and it's going to take a minute, like you need a minute before you can get the courage. You don't need to be a record scratch in the way that I'm describing it, right? If you're not ready, Your partner, truly, if you have a heart-to-heart conversation and you come from a place of love, will hear you. Most partners will. They will hear you. If you say, I have to tell you, I don't want to like throw the baby out with the bathwater and like cancel all your family's traditions. My gosh, I respect that that's the way they've always done it. At the same time, Babe, I love you so much and I want us to have our own traditions. How can we come to an agreement where we both feel like we're being honored? First of all, how do you even feel about those traditions? He might go, I don't really give a shit to tell you the truth. Or he might say, oh, no, 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 no. We are going to my mom's on Christmas Eve because that's what we do. That you might want to get a third party involved to help sort of mediate, but you probably don't need to. I bet you can say something like, Okay, so let's look at that. Tell me why that's so important to you. It's probably coming from a place of it feels good to him or her. They've always done that and that's a memory that they love. Is there any way we can reimagine that? What if we stop over for an hour? What if we do it this way or that way? What if we do it every other year? Because what matters most is your nucleus, you, your partner, and your children. That's what needs to come First, first you and your partner, but you and your partner and your children is what needs to come first. 
So I'm going to share something with you quite personal. Absolutely did not plan on saying this. I'm sure someone, if there's someone who listens, who knows me personally, who isn't a fan of me, let's say, they'll probably say, oh, this was a way for her to air that dirty laundry. No, just literally had no plan on saying this at all. But as I'm looking out into my woods right now and talking to you, um, by the way, I have my Christmas decorations up already. I've never done that before Thanksgiving and I love it. Breaking a major rule I've had for years, by the way. I'm going to share with you that I got married for a second time eight and a half years ago. You've heard me share that many times. If you're a new listener, you've never heard that. And my family had certain traditions. But what I loved about my family was that our traditions revolved around the couples, not the grandparents. So the grandparents, meaning my parents, who are both remarried, they really honored and respected the fact that the their children, me being one of them, as adults, got to create their own traditions, that we had our own things. So for example, my mom had a tradition of X, Y, or Z. She wanted to continue that, but she didn't infringe upon us. She didn't demand, oh, we're doing it this way, right? So she would like pop in to each kid's house, maybe have breakfast one place, coffee with another child, adult child, um, dessert at another home on Thanksgiving or Christmas, let's say. And she just really, my parents really stepped back and let us do what we needed to do and wanted to do. And my husband's family, they were just completely lovely people, but completely unwilling. And I mean, unwilling to even consider altering, not, not getting rid of, but even altering anything about their family traditions around holidays when I married him. And that was difficult. It's difficult for them. Let me give them a shout out here because I can't imagine how hard that must be to have your child get a divorce at, you know, 41, 42. And then the next year they're married to somebody else and that person has children and now they want to change up the Christmas tradition. Like in their defense, my husband was fine with that tradition until he met me, right? So I get that. However, once I came along and I've got my own kids and I've got my own family and I have an ex-husband who has his own family, there were a lot of moving parts. And I remember in the very beginning, just going along with what my husband's parents did. And I was doing what I described earlier. It wasn't like, okay, well, they've got a tradition and you know I'm new in the family and I'm happy to do it. It was, this feels horrible to me. I am completely ignoring the needs of my children. I'm completely ignoring my needs. There's no joy in this whatsoever, but what I'm doing is kissing the ring. I am going along and saying yes, because I don't feel that they like me, let alone love me. And maybe if I'm a good girl and I do what they want me to do, they'll like me. Maybe my husband, brand new at the time, also will be so grateful. There was also a part of me because I grew up with the childhood I briefly described to you that was excited to marry into a family that has those traditions because my ex-in-laws are no longer here. They passed away. So I was kind of excited about having parents that were married because mine were divorced and remarried as in my in-laws, right? So I excited that my in-laws were a married couple, that they had traditions and maybe it was the childhood and home I never had. Maybe it was the tradition around holidays that I always craved as a child. And if I asked to change it up just a little bit, I was met with so much resistance and just coldness. Like there wasn't even a, well, yeah, maybe we'll consider. It was, 
No. I mean, I literally got a text from my mother-in-law that said, this is how we've been doing it for 22 years or whatever the number was she gave me. And things are not going to change. And all I was asking was, can we just change it up a little bit because my kids schedule and their dad and like, I'm not saying throw it all out, but can we just tweak it a little bit? And it was a firm no. And this went on for years. And finally, I said to my husband and thank God, he actually said it to me too. It wasn't like I said this and he said, okay, which would have been fine. We both separately came to each other and said, we're done. The holidays are not fun. My husband literally said, I don't even like the holidays anymore. I would, I don't want to celebrate Christmas ever again. And I was like, what? So you're willing to, to say that you hate Christmas, you hate the holidays and you wish we didn't have them again because you're not willing to tell them no, because you're not willing to just take a firm stand. And the truth is, it was really hard for him. It was really, really hard for him. He had always been a yes kid. He had always said yes to his parents and really needed their approval. Complex stuff. All of us have complex stuff. And the people pleasing was a real thing for him. And there was some enmeshment and which is not a horrible thing, by the way, it happens a lot of families. And he didn't know how to say no to his parents. He was so afraid of disappointing them, even at 45 years old, deathly afraid of disappointing his parents. And the first thing he did was get a divorce, which really disappointed them. Why am I telling you this long story? Because this episode isn't just me saying, hmm, I wonder what I could talk about today. It's coming from experience. It's coming from walking through a lot of stuff that has helped me figure out what is best for me and my family and choosing to finally be an adult. A lot of us are walking around in adult bodies acting like little kids. Again, the cranberry slithering out of the can at Thanksgiving so that you make aunt so-and-so happy, that's harmless. But sacrificing your entire holiday because you don't want to be in timeout, that's a little different. And that's what he and I were both doing with his family. My children were miserable. We were expected to drive an hour away on Christmas Eve. We would get up there and it was only their traditions. And we were definitely the outsiders. Um, We were definitely treated differently. My kids watched my husband's kids open up present after present after present in front of them. And anyway, there was a lot of stuff that was not easy. It wasn't just about tradition. And I finally just said, I'm not doing this anymore. And my husband's like, I'm not either. Look at the text I just sent my parents. And he had said something about how he was kind of done with Christmas. Anyway, I will tell you that that was the best thing we ever did. Not had nothing to do with his parents. It was us choosing our family over everything. It was us choosing our own traditions over everybody else's. Honoring the the traditions from the past. Honoring, he had wonderful memories, you know, with his children and his parents for many years on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. He is so grateful for that. I'm happy for them that they had that. No judgment of that. I mean, what a beautiful thing that they decorated and made such a beautiful event for them and did what they did. I never got that from my parents. Remember, my parents bop around to all the different adult homes, which I love. And they also never hosted anything, which I always wish they would. So good for them. But by the time we were in our mid-40s, and I said this to my mother-in-law, 
you know, I know that this is not something that's easy for you to hear. And I don't think you really want to hear this, but you got to do it however you wanted from the time your children were born until your youngest was 44 years old or 45 even. That's a long time. And I and and your son would like to have our own traditions and you are invited. But this is how we want to do it for our family. We're not excluding you, but we're gonna be in our own house. We're not driving an hour away on Christmas Eve. We're just not doing it. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. This is what we're doing. And our kids were so happy and so excited. And I am telling you, it brought us so much closer together. So is there something that you need to say no to that you've been saying yes to for far too long around the Christmas holidays? Is there something that's stealing your joy? Is there something that is serving as a sort of validation ticket for your worthiness? Is there something that you're choking on and you're miserable about, but you're afraid to not do it because you're afraid of the consequence? What if that is your biggest ticket to freedom? What if you changing that up blesses you, your your relationship and your children and their children's children's children? Do you really want your kids just going along because they have to? What are some things that you're willing to give up? What are some things you wish you would do? Because remember the parking lot analogy that I say regularly on BU. You can't have something new unless you free up space for it. So what if by deciding to do things differently, not doing the Christmas pajamas at night or whatever it is, you then make room for something beautiful. What if the peace and the relaxation that you get by not stressing about X, Y, or Z allows you to sit around with your kids and just have a time for a game or singing or, I don't know, sitting by the fire that you wouldn't have had the presence for before, even if you tend to do it every year, maybe in the past you weren't really present because of everything else you're saying yes to. And what is something so unexpected that you always wish you and your children or you and your partner, if you don't have children, or you yourself would or could do during the holidays? Maybe it's skipping all of them. And are you willing to do that? What if you just said, sayonara, suckas, and you said, I am out of here. Love you. See you next year. What if you decided to just skip it all? What if you said, I quit everything? I don't quit you, but I quit this just this year. I just need a break. What if you took that time for yourself? What if you went on a vacation? What if you just stayed locked up in your house and you didn't let anyone in and you put a bah humbug sign in your front yard, dressed up in green and called yourself the Grinch? What if you did that? What if you made yourself a big old bowl of mashed potatoes for Thanksgiving and you sat down by yourself and you ate it all while you watched the entire season of Yellowstone and you said, happy fucking Thanksgiving to me? What if? Remember, these holidays are part of the highlight reel, but they also have underpinnings of all of your stories, all of your fears, all of the things you're running from from your childhood. And what if you decided that the holidays were going to be the time that you really step into you. I really, really wish that I would get some feedback from you on what you choose to do, what you let go of, something you implement you've never done before. Okay, what if it's just like, I've always wanted to look really cute on Christmas Day. Because I'll tell you what, I look like a ball of just exhaustion and sweat on Christmas Day. Like I'm like at the end of the game and I, I can barely breathe. 
What I want is to look amazing on Christmas Day. I do. I want to have like glittery eyeshadow on. I want to have cute little shoes. For anyone else? No, for me. But I never do that. So what if I did? What if this this year I backed off enough to free up the space that I had the time and energy to look really pretty and Christmassy on Christmas morning just because I want to, even if my kids are in sweats. So this is really worth thinking on, really worth processing. Instead of thinking of the new year, new you, what about right now, this minute? How can you make these holidays the best they can be for you first and for your partner and then third for your children if you have children and everything else is icing? So happy, happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. I'm wishing you so much freedom, so much joy, so much peace. Because remember, no matter what we're talking about, the answer is always love. And love is not self-sacrifice. Love is not seeking approval. Love is not being a good girl and a yes woman. That is not love. That is codependency. So what would love do for the holidays? Love would laugh. Love would rest. Love would be. Love would have boundaries. It gets to look however you say it could look. It could be completely different this year if you say so, while hanging on to things that you're so happy to hang on to. Sending you so much love. Don't forget, breathe, especially this holiday season. Breathe, sister, breathe. Love yourself and surrender. Surrender not to their plan, but to God's plan surrender not to the stress and how it's always been, but surrender to the lessons that you can learn this holiday season if you will let yourself learn them. As always, if you loved this episode, if you learned anything from it, please share it with a friend. Please share it with 10 friends. I haven't gotten more than a couple of reviews in the last couple of months And I would love to have them. I think it's because I'm not asking. Will you please go on to iTunes if you have an iPhone? If you have the other phone, which I won't mention, (laughs) um, you probably can only listen on other platforms. But if you can get to iTunes, will you please leave me a five-star rating and a review? It means a lot to me, but also helps you because it helps the podcast. Thank you so much and happy holidays.